0: Dot .com Call now call free Well, we are back for another new year 2024 Sports Insider Radio, I'm looking here uh, on my website. This is the 420th consecutive show recorded live online. What's going on, brother? It's
1: another another day, another week. Look, man, we're uh, we're into the new year. Um, This is the time, really, to get the money. I mean, going into college basketball and NBA, the opportunities are so much softer. I mean, college football this year was very hard compared to other years. I think the transfer portal, I think the way that they schedule the games, it just wasn't very efficient this year. So, I don't know. It's uh, I'm not quite sure how to rate the season yet. I haven't actually went over um, everything to break it down. But it, it was a tough season. I mean, college football was... One of the toughest that I remember in the last 15 years. So we'll go into it, see if we could have a game plan for next year. I mean, especially the Bulls, they were very tough with the transfer portals and people opting out last second and third and fourth string quarterbacks playing. And, and when that happens, man, it's just, it's so hard to have any sort of analytics when you just don't know the people that are playing. And they're not even backups in the NFL that you kind of have a read on. The, these guys, you can't even put a rating on them because they're either freshmen or guys that have just never played ever for that team that are getting the start for the first time in the bowl game. So, not sure if we're gonna, um, go into it next year, but, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out.
0: Well, I'm looking in here on the schedule and at March 20, 328 just popped up is the first day, believe it or not, of, uh, baseball. It's hard to believe that before we blink, we'll be talking baseball. Can you believe that? That's what happens. It's January, and then all of a sudden it's spring training, and then you're into baseball. And, you know, it's funny because baseball is one of those things, before we get into the regular football, you know, and tips and tricks, is that 99.9% of the betters that I talk to that are losing betters hate baseball and say they can't beat it. But they're also the same guys that only want to lay 200 on a pitcher that's going to be out in the fifth inning. So, you know, I've talked to so many guys this football season that just have given me war stories about their attempt to pick the outright winner versus, uh, you know, people like me that just would never lay any money on a baseball game and only take the dog side. You realize last year I was 41%. I was one, I think I was one, I was down 40 games, whatever my record was. I was down 40 games and I was up. Big money down 40 games because I was only betting the, uh,
1: the dogs. You know what I mean? But that's, so you're only betting them in baseball. Do you do over unders at all or just dogs? Dogs, 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 dogs. That's the way to do it, man. Um, you know, the, the reality is if you're dogs win 40% game,
0: of the time, dogs win 40% of the time and if you go back and you look at the historical data, all the teams that are really good are the worst teams to bet on. And all the teams that are really bad are the best teams to bet on. Now, last year was an enigma because for the two years in a row, the last two years in a row, um, the best team to bet on the most profitable team to bet on has been the Baltimore Orioles. And they were good two years ago and they were really good last year. Um, but that's because they were undervalued because they were making them a dog constantly. And so what I explained to people is that, you know, when you look at dogs last year, um, dogs were on the money line. I'm giving you the exact numbers, uh, 42.6%. So if you bet on every underdog last year, you were 1,039 wins. And you were exactly 1,400 losses. And if you would have bet blindly on every single dog, 1,400 plus 1,039, you would have actually made money. Um, so that's just the value of what we do, how we do it. And, uh, you know, why I'm so passionate about betting underdogs and why I really don't understand why there's a little negative connotation of betting underdogs because um a lot of people i I understand why people lose betting underdogs they lose betting underdogs because their basis the core fundamental basis of betting dogs in baseball is that you're looking at the pitcher but I go back i 'm ringing by the way just so you know it says waiting for host um okay it's so I'm ringing it, just I'm watching it. And I don't know if you see me Hold on in. Um, Hold on one second. So the whole concept is if I told you your quarterback was going to be out in the third, in the in the midway through the third quarter, then I would expect you to not put so much weight into the quarterback. Everybody puts weight into baseball pitching and then the guy's out in the fifth inning, the sixth inning, and he's gone and he's not even there. And it just doesn't make any, any sense. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Do you mean to hang up and try to call back? No, you're good. Sossi. Just give me a minute. Just give me okay. a minute. So, so you know, that's like I tell people is that. Can you imagine 1,039 and 1,400 and you actually make money? And this is a real big eye-opener for people. that are especially new to the gambling game. I mean, you have some, I can't mention, uh, you know, You're talking about 361 games below 500. And you actually make money being down 361 games if you flat bet. Now, can I give you the exact number? No, I can't because I haven't done the math on on that. But I know that you definitely have overcome the – all you have to do is be about 39%, 38%. And that's like the break even if you're only betting dogs. So think about it. You basically have to be 40%, four and six on every 10 games, and you're going to break even. And um, Mm – Like I said, hockey a lot of people ask me, and I'm working on it with some betting groups about hockey. The problem is that I deal with guys that win in hockey, but it's a it's too of a it's too much of a painful way to win, meaning I just can't lay that kind of price on these hockey games. When I look at hockey, it just boggles the mind, and you get a little more interest in hockey this time of year because obviously. With, with the cessation of college football being over, people are looking for more opportunities, uh, to bet on. And, you know, look, the bottom line is you, uh, you just simply can't lay this kind of bread on any team. Now I know guys at money line football games, you know, they'll take, think about it last week. This is what I call baseball betting when you're betting favorites. It's ringing again. Um, think about how many parlays were Not working with the Philadelphia Eagles last week. You know what I mean? So you have to talk to Mitch. Um, think about how many parlays were blown last week with um, with Philadelphia Eagles. How many? I mean, I'm asking you. You're not listening. you got to focus. I know you're trying to multitask and do two things at one time. I'm asking you. Can you imagine how many parlays were blown with the Eagles on the money line, not the spread? So people lay these huge prices. Why don't you just call Mitch directly on the phone? and tell them it's not working. Um, as we're trying to b- multi-broadcast here with a new thing for the new year, just call them on your cell phone.
1: No, um, just, while just on going.
0: I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. All right. Just give me a minute. Do you want me to end it? Because it just says waiting for host. Perfectly yeah, yeah, yeah. listening. We're trying to multitask. We're trying to go live on YouTube as we broadcast live on the radio here in Las Vegas on uh, the Pick Dogs uh, uh, YouTube channel. If you're not a member, subscribe. There's 163,000 lovely gamblers that are subscribed and watching our content daily. It's a new partnership that we have with the Pick Dogs community. And uh, out there to thousands and hundreds of thousands. It's been a wild year, man. wild football season. You know, we can talk about that while you're trying to figure this out. You know, we've had more, you know, people don't know. I've been doing this for 35 years. Now my core people that have been listening to this radio show for the last 419 shows know, but you know, basically I've been running a boutique operation, you know, dealing with the highest of the highest of the highest of the highest net worth individuals that are moving millions and millions of dollars on these games. And then on the, other side, I've been dealing with betting syndicates that are highest of the highest of the highest, moving hundreds of millions of dollars on these games and brokering the information from the million dollar syndicates to the million dollar bettors. So, you know, it's definitely been a learning curve this year dealing with the masses because when you get put in front of an audience and you have a Ferrari and you're showing it to 163,000 people, you have a lot of people that want to take the selfie with the Ferrari, but can't afford the Ferrari. God love them, but it, it's a process of figuring out time management of how many people you can actually deal with in a day. You know what I mean? I mean, you just got off the phone with somebody. We're not going to say who it is, but you know, you know, has a bankroll of 50 million and is wagering on sports. I mean, that's the world that I'm usually living in. That high net worth individual that is looking at it as an alternative form of investing as opposed to who do you like on tonight's game? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, the, the reality is we're, we're trying to, to, to be, give more of a education of how to do this. Um, most people don't really care about that. Most people just want to bet. They want to win. They, that's it. Like, there's no um, scaling it to anything more than that. So I think with this show and and the product I think we're going to put out is going to be much better where we're just going to educate as many people as possible going forward. Well, it's
0: like I do these videos each day on the Pick Dogs website or the Pick Dogs YouTube channel. And, you know, I don't just go on there and and no disrespect to any handicappers – because again, some of our, our best uh, sources of information are very talented handicappers. But I just—I've never been the guy that could just talk about stats and trends. You know, to be honest, it's—I'd rather jump off a bridge. I just can't do it. It's because to me, I was brought up in the world in every game as a snowflake theory. There is no winning streak. There are no stats. There are no trends. This is an illusion of time, like. Two teams playing in a different geographic location at a different time have zero to do with the events last week. Zero! Even in an NBA game, if you're playing t- every day of the week or a baseball game with 162 game seasons, every game is a s- snowflake. So what happens is, is you're trying to be, you're trying to put yourself in a position where people say things like, uh, Detroit Pistons lost 28 games in a row. Okay, well, that's fine. Detroit Pistons lost 20 ga- games in a row. That doesn't really mean anything because each one of those games was an individual game at a different, geogla- dra- ugh, different geographic location at a different time. And therefore, you can make the hypothesis if you want and say they lost 28 games in a row. No, they didn't. They lost 28 individual games individually. There was no 28 games in a row. People don't understand this. This is fake math nonsense. Every game is a snowflake unto itself. There is no correlation from what one team did yesterday what one team does today now what happens is the line makers are so sharp that they know that the betters buy into this hypothesis so with the buy? you know like when i listen to people and they go like this team is seven and zero at home and this team is eight oh and eight on the road again nonsense not real made up completely fantasy land and adults buy into this nonsense like It's just ridiculous to me. So the line makers that are using math models, and that's the thing for handicappers, traditional handicappers, I'm sitting here and I'm staring at 20 screens, and I'm watching line move after line move after line move after line move. Um, um, So, you know, that's the bottom line. And so what these line moves are not based upon individuals they're based upon numbers and and money moving on these games. Now why is the money moving on the game? Well the money's moving on the game back to my original going full circle because people buy into stats and trends. That's what people buy into. They buy into stats and trends. So everybody that that is betting is making a market just like in the stock market. And most people just Refuse to understand that there's just, it's just a market like the stock market, and people are shocked at how close these games come to each other at the end of the game. This is why I don't watch games. People are shocked that, you know, a game pushes or a game, uh, is really like I think one of our sources was telling us if you run a math model over a thousand games. In the NFL, you know, not in a season because there's not a 1,000 games in the season, but, like, the average margin of victory is three points. So anytime you're betting on a team and the line is three, you're basically playing with the average margin of victory. The average margin of victory is not the Baltimore Ravens smashing the Miami Dolphins last week. That is, that's an outlier on an envelope all the way down at the bottom. So what are people going to do? obviously we're going into week 18 which we can discuss when you when you uh, are done trying to do your technical stuff here but um the the last game that you watch or the last score that you check is the game that you don't even want to look at if you're a fundamental handicapper like so basically you just throw that game out so if you were handicapping the Miami Dolphins, as an example, or the Baltimore Ravens, and it was in a situation where you were at the end of the season, and it wasn't the situation where you were uh, where you were um, uh, resting players, but it was like in the middle of the season. And you had that same margin of victory, let's say, week eight of the season. You're going into week nine. And you're a traditional handicapper, and... You you look at what happened last week, you've just gone down the rabbit hole If anything. You fundamentally don't even look at the game. You just throw it away. You don't care about it, which is why I don't buy into being solely a fundamental handicapper. Some of our strongest groups that we deal with have staffs of handicappers complementing them with quants, databases, artificial intelligence, running simulations you can't just be old school casino type movie where the guy sitting you know al pacino is sitting there at the end of the robert de niro excuse me uh sitting there at the end of the movie and you know using a pen and a paper and writing down you know stats and trend, that's just going to not get you any far get you that far are you there bro
1: yeah i'm here i just um i give up
0: yeah, give up. So just if he's not going to answer the phone, there's nothing you can do. So, I mean, like, back to what I was saying is um, if you if you look at last week's, let's talk about it since I have your attention out. Somebody asked me this, so let's educate the listener. What is the purpose of extending the NFL season a week if you're going to just be in a scenario where you rest players? Hmm? What do you mean? Say that again. I'm, I'm asking you. What's the purpose of having an extra week? They extended the season from, client asked me this, from seven to eight weeks. They're always going to
1: do that. Uh, But but, but I'm saying is,
0: in reality is what's the point? You're resting all your players. Who cares at this point?
1: Yeah, but that you're, that's, that's very naive to say. The reason you're resting players is because you have no advancement in a position. So if you already made the playoffs and your seed can't get any better, it can't get any worse then you're just risking injury for when it really matters most, which is the following week. Now, some teams take the approach of, okay, well, if we rest players, then the players are going to be rusty when they do come back to the field in two weeks. So, you can't do it that way either, but at the end of the day, they play such a grueling game that it's very important to be healthy when it matters most. So for the Ravens, for example, they can't nothing yeah, but but I don't want to
0: interrupt you. I'm backing up here for a second. Forget the Ravens. I'm saying do you feel there's any overall intrinsic value in extending the season from seventeen weeks to eighteen weeks if you zoom out all the teams the whole season, or was it just a way to just have another game to bet on? That's what I'm asking you.
1: Forget about no, that. No, it's they extend they took away a preseason game. They've made a real okay, game. So it could have taken away a, away a preseason, preseason game and still made it 17 weeks. They didn't have to add another game on the other side. They wanted to add another real game and have the same. It's always going to be a revenue thing at the end of the day. If you want the stadiums to have a certain amount of set home games, so this is the only way that they were able to compromise Where they took away a preseason game, which wasn't really getting much attention because nobody was playing anyway. Now they added another game into the end of the season. Again, it's we could discuss this for hours. At the end of the day, it's all about money, especially when there's only 16 games. Every other sport has 80 games, 160 games, really long seasons. So in football, you don't get that. A home team only gets eight games. Some years now they get nine, but most of the time it's eight and eight. So you only have the revenue to make eight different weeks in that stadium. They're not going to take money away from it. If anything, they're going to put more money into it.
0: What did you think of the Alabama-Michigan matchup just to get off the NFL? We'll, we'll change gears even though college... No, it, was, it was a great won. game
1: throughout. I think Michigan outcoached them completely, which is shocking. I don't think I've ever seen them get outcoached ever. Ever in my entire lifetime that I've been watching sports, I've never seen Alabama get outcoached, and that's what happened. That this is what happens when you know the evolution of the game. Other teams are getting better. Everybody counted Michigan out, and they did exactly what they weren't supposed to do: beat Alabama in a big game when it mattered most, when their strength of schedule was much worse throughout the entire year. So it just shows, man, it's, it's, I love it. I and love what did, seeing a new team Georgia, what did you think about the
0: Georgia, what did you think about the Georgia Florida State debacle?
1: Well, I, I was all over Georgia in that game. They made it clear. We're not sitting anybody. We're playing. We're treating this like any other bowl game. We want to get to 50 wins because they had a big, um, combined win total over the last few years when they've been really good. And Florida State, they lost their quarterback. They knew they weren't getting in the, in the championship, in the playoffs, so they rested everybody, and you saw the score. I mean, it was like four stringers playing against first string Georgia. It was like you know a college team playing a high school team. It was demolition. And it. That that probably was the easiest bolt. But again, you knew who was playing for Georgia. It was much easier to 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 treat that. I'm, game I'm surprised.
0: I'm analytics. surprised Florida State got any money at all in the game. I mean, I was. Uh, it, 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 it's almost like. You would think they would even pull the game down or make the line 30 and not that it would have mattered if it was 30 or 40, obviously, but that's like ridiculous that they would even, you know, sometimes they pull games off the board. I've been doing this long enough. I've seen games come off the board, you know, cause it's basically, you know, and they can't, but I guess because it was such a big price, they were getting action on Florida state anyway, just because of
1: just by accident, they could backdoor cover, it, you know, right? Well, that's this is what we we pay money for you know this is what <laughs> we're seeing you know it's you want more bowl games we're going to have this crap that goes on over and over and over again it's ridiculous i mean the thing so what whole do you think about this upcoming,
0: what do you think about this upcoming week where you're in a scenario where you're uh you know they're just i know we like to save the ravens for the end of the show um What do you think about the fact that they're just resting everybody and it's like, again, it's almost like the Georgia game where they make the line three and a half and who's going to be quarterbacking? For which game? The Ravens.
1: No, it's going to be either Huntley or maybe Malik Cunningham. Right. Because remember we had people texting us going, Ravens are getting
0: points? I don't understand. Yeah, they're not playing it. How many teams are resting players this
1: week? Um, not many, surprisingly. Not many. It's because there's a lot of teams that sold to play for. I mean, I would assume, um... Are you going to this game? It's a Saturday game, I No, no. no, I have zero interest to go to that game. Zero, literally less than zero interest to go to that game. Tell everybody about your college basketball experience last night. You said there was literally no one in the stands? (laughs) Went to the georgetown Creighton game, um... It was horrible. I mean, because a big be a bet in the game? In the was that
0: because you had a big bet in the game? No, I'm just
1: joking. No, but it was just... Look, it's... It was unique because I've never seen... Never been to a, a Georgetown home game, so that was really cool to see. But at the end of the day, that, no talent. No talent on that team. I mean, it was a joke. Literally a joke. I could not believe that they actually get fans in the stands for something like that. It's horrible. Wouldn't pay me to go to another one. Got it. At all.
0: I'm looking here at this Colts. So right now, you're the NFL expert. Who need is what who needs to win this weekend or are we beyond that? For the listeners. Like, I don't see any like why would Dallas be laying thirteen at Washington? We've already you
1: know what I mean? Um uh, I mean, well Dallas is. Why wouldn't Dallas rest their play- I don't Yeah, but I don't get No, it. no, no, sorry. Washington is horrible. That Yeah, they'll rest their players cuz they need to yeah, win. Yeah, I made win win a lot. I
0: made good money on Washington last week. They covered. They covered the first half. I was all over uh, against that friend. But um No, but they're a good covering team, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about Dallas. Dallas
0: was like eight and zero at home, and eight and one against the spread at home, and they can't cover a game on the road. And they're making them a thirteen and a half point road favorite. I mean, Dallas is nine and seven ATS. I think all their, I think, I think every game that they've covered except one game is, um, yeah, they covered every game at home, and uh, I think they were like, yeah, they're eight and one at home, so they've covered one game on the road. Dallas has covered one game on the road. So when I look at these double-digit favorites going into the last week, I'm like, what is going on
1: here? You know what I mean? It just seemed well, that's why you see the line open up. It's, it's hard to really – it went down really hard to gauge. It's hard to gauge these last weeks. That's I try to stay away predominantly for the last week just because you really – even if you know teams are still trying to be competitive, are they trying to tank because they don't care and they want a better draft pick? Or do they just care about getting, uh, you know, a more respectable win? And I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I, I really hey, real don't. Real
0: quick, Costi, I'm looking at this text that you sent, Mitch. I'm not a Skype guest. I'm, uh, you sent me a direct link, so I w- I'm not using Skype. So is that Jared, the issue?
1: I, I, uh, no. Okay. That's not the issue. So go ahead. I'm, I'm showing at... him that I can't. I've shown him that I can't. Um, there's no guess for me to send an invitation to. Got it. At all. So, I don't know. It's a little late. Coming halfway through the show. Um, Well,
0: you'll just have to, you're going to have to off-air just game, like, you never went through the motions with them, obviously, so you're going to have to just go through it. Um, So let's break down these games. and
1: We'll we'll
0: work out, we'll, well, again, let's go through these NFL games last week. So what about this you have the four thirty game Ravens Steelers. Obviously, you know. So, do you think the Ravens will just get money because it's the Ravens?
1: What do you mean? Like betting? No money. Not playing anybody? They're not playing. Okay, well, okay, well, then line's not seven. It's four. It's three and a half. So you can say that. oh you still at want. home. They're not going to make it seven because then they would they would suck people in to bet the Raven. That's the right line for a team that's fighting for the playoffs versus the backups for um, the Ravens. So it's, I don't know. I'm, I actually in this spot love the Steelers. I think they have a lot to play for. I think Baltimore is going to be, it's going to be a preseason game for them. Yeah, maybe some starters will start off the game, but by the second half, there's going to be no reason to keep them in there. It's going to be like basically the starting team for Pittsburgh who has a Shot to get in the playoffs, playing against the Ravens, third team. What do you expect when there's a third team that hasn't played all year versus a starting team? They're going to destroy them. It's an easy cover for Pittsburgh. How about this Houston uh, Colts
0: game? Any interest in that, or just just because it's an island game on
1: eight fifteen on Saturday evening? That's for the division. So whoever wins that game actually gets in the division. So that's that's a, that's huge. So the winner gets in on purpose. So I
0: noticed the line opened up over the outlaw line was Colts minus two, and now it's Houston minus one, three point flip. So, uh, um, you know, uh, what's your take on that? Which one? The, the Houston Colts game. The line flipped. It opened up at Colts minus two
1: and flipped to Houston oh, yeah, minus one. Houston on the money line.
0: Well, obviously they're laying one, so, you know. Any games interest you on well, the last Sunday before we get into uh, playoff football?
1: Um, something that I have my eye on right now is, and I'm going to wait more till game time, but I think Buffalo's got a really good shot to beat Miami at Miami. Miami's super banged up.
0: So let's go, th- let's go before we break down individual games, let's go through, uh, the need. Okay. So it's all public information, but break it down for us. Who needs to win to get, so we know that Houston Colts, that's a
1: game that actually has meaning. Let's go through the, so which games have meaning, Cincinnati, which games don't have meaning. Cincinnati has to win. If they want a shot, they're still not. Well, Actually, hold on. I'll tell you right now. Um, the Detroit-Minnesota game. Detroit, I'm pretty sure, cannot mesh anymore. They can't increase. So... I think they're at a standstill with their seed. Um, then you have Jacksonville, Tennessee. Jacksonville still has a lot to play for because they need to be able to get in right now in the playoff picture. I'll tell you right now. Jacksonville is currently the fourth seed with nine and seven. But if they lose and the Texans win or Colts win, they grab the division. So Jacksonville has to win to get in. Then Atlanta, New Orleans. New Orleans is in the ninth seed. So they have to win to get in. The Falcons are seven and nine. They're they need a lot to happen for them to switch actually your, get uh, in.
0: Mitch is texting you. Switch your your. I, I was right. You got to f- click camera A instead of Skype guests because that was wrong. I'm listening to you as you go. But if you look at the text, I had a feeling that was the issue. Um, you shouldn't be on Skype. There's no Skype. But go ahead. I'm listening to you. Now let's. let's Why you're figuring? No, if you look at the screenshot you sent him, you were you, it said Skype guest NDI. It was checked. You're on the wrong. That should not be checked. Oh, camera camera be, A. Okay.
1: Right, right, exactly. And then try. What and we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll do try. the show, but we'll we'll stay on. We'll kind of read yeah, yeah, exactly. The show. We'll see. Oh,
0: yeah. So let me ask you. I, I I talked to a client this morning, an old client of ours. Um, he lives in Cleveland. Um, He's pretty high on Wacko Flacco. What's your, uh, what's your take on that? Uh, link not recognized. You sent me a dead link. Go ahead. Um, resend me a new link. Um, what's your take on Wacko Flacco? Um, he's good. <laughs> they create a new link. Send me a new link. That link is dead because it was, it timed out. I mean, he's 30, you're 40. What's he, your age or is he little, I think he's a little younger. He's 38? 39. 39 yep. So you're, you guys are a year apart. I mean, could he pull Correct. the, uh, that's going to be an interesting Cleveland at Cincy. So you got Cleveland, Cincy opened up on the outlaw line at one and went to six. Uh, so Cincy went to six. So I mean that, and you got an interstate ri- rivalry. Um, I'm logging in, it says connecting, ringing, so you'll let me know if you get it. Um, um now you can bring me in.
1: Me
0: in. I, see I see you. Um, um so, so you have to drag me into that box, I think. So anyway, so turn your laptop down so you don't hear me and then figure out how you can drag me in and then go live. Um, you know, what do you think of him?
1: Flacco. I think that um, Flacco has a great opportunity to be great as long as he he actually. Uh, now I see you. Now you try to go mistakes. try to
0: go live. See if we can do the last twenty minutes live.
1: Um, well, we're going to re- even though we're on the radio and people are listening, we're actually going to do. We're going to restart the show. We're going to do a one-hour show on the air.
0: Oh this yeah, is, this, we're we doing a lot. When we hang up, when we hang up get off the live show. But go ahead, I'm listening. So um I mean, I don't know, you getting Cleveland plus six for Flacco has been on fire. I mean <laughs> how could you not take Cleveland plus the six and if it gets to seven, how can you not want the seven?
1: So what's up guys? Now we're uh, we're live on YouTube. This is the first time we are doing a live show. Um, we are doing this as pick dogs radio for the first time ever. So allow the, the technical difficulties that we are, we're going to have for the minute, but the show was not designed to give a sports prediction show. The show was designed so we could actually give tips and tricks how to be a successful sports better. And also learn how to bet your money correctly to have the right money management. So, Eric, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm um, good. Now, listen, we're doing two things simultaneously. So we got listeners live
0: in Las Vegas on 107.1 FM, as this is our 420th broadcasted show. Um, so if you're in Las Vegas, Nevada, you can turn it on on the dial, 107.1 FM. We got about 20 minutes left on that show. And, that uh, we were having technical difficulties. You could send this link out if you want to telegram and, um, and let everybody know that we're on live, but back to this Cleveland thing. Let's break down this Cleveland thing and then we can always go back after we get off the air in Las Vegas. I don't want to go too much back and forth. So how can you not like Cleveland plus the six? So I th- Cleveland is tough. This week. I mean, again, I like them on the money, money, money line. If you <laughs> like them, you don't like them to cover,
1: you like them to win. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's right. it. Right. But it's this week, it's a tough week for them, honestly, because they can't advance nearly as much. Um, and the reality is they're not going to win the division, so it doesn't really matter. But you have to be able to be. In a position where you're not going to get injured in the final week of the season, so what we want to do is, especially for the Ravens, rest up and get there and be able to be healthy when the time comes. But let's get how do you do you see bit. the pa-
0: how do you how do how do do you see the possibility of Cleveland against the Ravens? Or do you like yes, absolutely? It would be a nice it would be a nice story. I mean, what's your take on it? Do you really? Because you got to get, you got to win this game as a six-point dog. You got to win out. You got to win this game. Then what? So you win this
1: game. Well, so we can't play Kansas. The Ravens cannot play Kansas City, and they can't play whoever the two seed is going to be, which is either going to be um, the Bills or the Dolphins. So the Browns could be coming to the bank and play us. You have the ability to play the Texans if they win the division. I mean, there's a couple other opportunities, but they're mainly those teams or either the Bills or the Dolphins if they flip this week. So um, it's possible. Um, I'm very excited for the run. Um, it, it, this is all about learning what we're capable of in January, talking about the Ravens. So hopefully everything's going to go well and I could be out in Vegas uh for the Super Bowl.
0: I I still let me log in and look at the actual latest odds and see what the major uh houses and shops are putting them out on. Are we the favorite right? What's and what about Kansas City still
1: sneaking in there? Let's
0: talk. Let's not forget Kansas about City, Kansas City.
1: Kansas City's definitely capable of of making a really strong run. Um They're the type of team that you don't want to play in December. They're the type of team that you only want to play when they're beat down. And considering once they get to December, anything's possible, the good news, the Kansas City that we're going to see is not going to be playing at home. And that is a huge surplus. So for right now, um, I'm excited about the what's to come for the Ravens, but mainly for the new listeners to this show, this is not a prediction show. Uh, this is going to be a once-a-week occurrence um, where you're getting sports betting information on how to be a successful sports trader. And that means that if you're actively going to be betting sports then you want to learn how to do money management you want to learn how to treat your betting as a business and there are certain tips and tricks that we will provide to you how to find the right line how to be able to scale and have multi-accounts through different books so you're getting the best line on the price of the game Um, we lost eric for a minute i'm not quite sure where he went Oh, I'm here orderly. I just had a,
0: I'm not looking at the screen while we're broadcasting live because it's two different, we're running two things concurrently. I'm back. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, everybody knows when it comes to, to, like I tell people on the, on the videos, money management is more important than 99.99% of the, the, the actual result of each individual game. As you know, I just did a video where I broke down the last 12 weeks of games. Um, and look, you know, up 148 units. And there was four consecutive losing weeks in that block of the 12 weeks. But if you know how to manage your money correctly, none of that matters. And as this is the 420th live radio show because, like I said, we're multitasking right now. This is just uh, week one. We'll get it right next week. We, uh you know, the people that have been listening for 420 shows, um, they know that it's never been about individual outcomes of individual games if you're a professional better um, On the Pick Dogs platform, there's a video, How to Treat Your Wagering as a Business, with Micah Smith and Dave Miller. That's the world that we hail from. It's the edge betting world. It's the wise guy world. It's the betting 100 games world. It's not... You know, you were on the phone, with you obviously for Anna, we would never release any client information with a uh, former professional athlete in some sport this morning. And, uh, what do we always say? The guys that play the sports are usually the worst betters out there because they think that it gives them a heads up, but it has nothing to do with the point spreads in the line. You know what I mean? Right.
1: So give somebody an understanding, like if they, because, obviously, we've been on the radio for four years now. What uh, we're oh, also well, going to do... A, a,
0: a, 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 four
1: years, ten years. I don't, Maybe speak for yourself. This is my May, tenth year. May. I've been on the radio oh, okay. every Wednesday for the last four years. Finally, we brought this to the Pick Dogs family, where we're going to be broadcasting live on YouTube. Um, sorry, Mitch, I did not change the name and the title. So it's a little confusing. We will make so sure listen, four, to do it correctly.
0: 420 shows is 8.7 years, but actually I've been on this channel for 10 years. Just the first two years weren't archived online. So can you imagine that for all you guys out there, it's show number 420.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so what, what we're going to do also on this show, we're going to do a live Q&A from our fans. So people, if you have any questions, sort of sports betting questionnaire where you're interested in finding out how the sharps are betting, what gives us an edge, why we do this professionally, feel free to mention anything in the comments while we're doing the live show. I will happily answer any of the questions and give you the best insight of how to be able to manage risk and be able to get the games in at the right price. What's the right price? What's the wrong price? I mean, this is more than just taking a name of a team because you have an opinion on the game. Right. And
0: just keep in mind, uh, uh, Kosti, uh, Mitch was saying your mic is off, so he can't hear you on your mic. Uh, but again, we're multitasking. We got nine minutes left live on the air in Las Vegas. So for people listening at one hundred seven point one FM, I know it's been a conjumbled show. We were trying to work with technical difficulties. Um, We'll be signing off the, the radio here in Las Vegas in nine minutes, and then we can take our headsets off, Costi and then we can go directly through uh, the computers. Um, but in the meantime, like I said, I go back to the same old story, which is poor money management is the downfall of 99% of all betters. I've been saying this for 10 years on the radio. Every wise guy in the world doesn't really risk more than 10% on a wager on a sliding scale from 1% to 10%. We can break that down further when we get off the air. Um, But I go back to these core games that we're looking at in the last week. Besides, I want to – do you like the money line on Cleveland? I know you're rooting against Cleveland because you don't want to see Flacco play the Ravens, but – or do you think it wouldn't... What do you think the line would be if the Ravens... Because we got eight minutes left live here on the radio before we can divert our attention to the YouTube channel. What do you think the line would be if Cleveland plays the
1: Ravens? Um, three and
0: a half. Wow. Giving Flacco a lot of respect, huh?
1: Wow! Yeah, three and a half. Uh, I'm not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be much more because they beat us at home. So, and are you? And and
0: if we don't play, so who do you think we're more likely to play after this week? Week one of the playoffs. Who do you think we're more likely to play?
1: Tough to tell. It's
0: well, just too many. Take a shot.
1: I don't know. The answer is I don't know because there's too many moving pieces that could happen between now right, and the well, divisional so, okay, round. Okay, so let me tell you what I've
0: been told from a lot of sharp guys. Here's what they expect. for Before, they expect the Super Bowl to be, I'm going to just jump ahead out of the playoffs. They expect the Super Bowl to be San Fran and the Ravens. So what do you think the line is in the Super Bowl if it's San Fran against the Ravens? Three and a half. And that's going to be, do you think that's, that's the two best teams left standing now? Right now I'm looking at the odds. San Fran, Baltimore, Dallas, Kansas City are the top four teams in that order. San Fran, Baltimore, Dallas, Kansas City. So who would you not, who would you rather play in the Super Bowl if it's not San Fran? Like for an easy path to the Super Bowl victory. Lions. interesting i don't see how the lines get there but if you think that that's a great prop bet early even this early out you can get the lions uh let's see here lions let's see what the lines are right now it's one thing i love about legal wagering you can get all the lines in real time mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: What about Miami? Yeah, but we wouldn't play them in the Super Bowl. Play them in the AFC Championship.
0: No, I'm saying, do you what about the rematch in that? What do you think the
1: line would be after what happened last week? Um, five and a half. It doesn't matter. They tore out the last week.
0: So look, so the NFC Championship odds are: San Fran is minus one twenty, Dallas is plus three eighty. Philadelphia, let's not forget about Philly who lost last week against Arizona. Philadelphia is plus 550 and Detroit's plus 850. So, you know, to see um it would be, you know, people are forgetting about Philadelphia because of their little losing streak. Don't count Philly out either. Nobody's even talking about Philly. It's like people are acting like Philly is done, you know what I mean?
1: Right.
0: So, you know, like, you know, what do you, what do you think there's a path for Philly to get in there at the end? Or do you think it's just uh, too strong with San Fran and uh, the Ravens right now?
1: San Fran's, there's a good possibility that San Fran could, can, uh, can get there. I mean, they have the route they're going to be coming from. No, right. I'm talking about Philadelphia, man. You're all over the place. Philly. I'm talking about Philly. Just, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. I have to, I, we have three minutes left. Just, just finish it up.
0: All right. So like I said, don't even worry about the YouTube. Just, just don't even worry about it. Um, so I'm asking you because like I said, you still have an opportunity to make money on these prop bets and these future bets, you know, they're still fresh. You know, Philadelphia is plus 550 as NFC championship winner. You're always looking for value. Detroit, you're saying that you'd like to play Detroit. Detroit's plus 850. So do you think that's a worthy price or do you think that's an undervalued price on Detroit? People have been hyping Detroit since week one of the season.
1: Did I lose your man? No, I wasn't listening to the question you just, just uh,
0: you got to show we have a minute left. today was forget a- about the youtube completely we're on the air live in las vegas i'm asking you about the do you think that's a good price detroit plus Do you think it's undervalued yeah. no you can get it's a good price And what about these dark horses like the rams plus 2500 to sneak in there a mm, huge value rams have a
1: shot man rams are very good and they're playing their best football right now, they definitely have a good shot to get to the Super Bowl if they keep playing Rams football, because they could beat anybody. They're healthy, they're playing well, and I wouldn't count them out. It is a good dog horse for sure.
0: Now, we got two minutes left live in Las Vegas. i got to ask you about this. What do you think about the fact that the AFC Championship winner odds, they have Jacksonville above Cleveland, Jacksonville's been playing like absolute dog. You know what? They're plus seventeen hundred, and they make Cleveland plus two thousand. How do you reconcile that? How could Jacksonville
1: be above Cleveland with the
0: role well, that they flag have the have on? Easier
1: route. They have. They'll win the division. They'll have the easier route because the Browns would have to play all their games on the road. So, I mean, statistically, yeah, the better team right now is clearly Cleveland, but. I wouldn't count the Jags out. I mean, it's they, they could easily win the wild card, and then potentially beat Kansas City and or the Bills in that spot as well.
0: Oh, we just got an update here. You ready? Just got it on the live wire. Patrick Holmes will not play. Blaine Gabbert will instead start. Of yeah, course, full rest again. There's to no need. There's so no need. We were talking about that earlier, so we got the Ravens Ready wrestling. To help you feel your best. That's it. Another week of Sports Insider Radio, Show 420. Back live in Las Vegas next Wednesday. Night. Good day and good luck.